0: this is the divine truth podcast my name is patricia sanders and we're listening to a seminar called secrets of the universe presented by a j miller in australia in two thousand nine this is part fourteen A.J., i was just wondering if i could just go back to that abortion mm-hmm. when you were talking about um... The forgiveness with both parents yep. um, how does that um, how that situation with right
1: Um, With rape, obviously um, there are a number of things going on with rape. Um, Of course, the person who's the rapist needs to go through this process, okay? Anyway, let's have a look at rape. Now, please don't think that in all of these discussions about the law of attraction that I'm actually justifying the sin. Remember I said the sin is the missing the mark of God's love. Remember I said that? The sin, What the sin is, is when I do something disharmonious with the way God would do it. That's basically the sin. So the rapist is sinning, is he not? He is doing something that if he was in harmony with God's love, he would never be able to do. So that's the important thing to understand, is that everything that's done in disharmony with love is something that we would never be able to do if we were harmonious with love. And there is an automatic law of compensation effect on that particular person. So if I'm a rapist and I I haven't dealt with the emotions that caused me to rape on the earth, in the spirit world, once I work my way through it, there would be a whole group of emotions I would need to deal with. Does that make sense? In the spirit world. Now, let's look at the rape in a sense of what's actually happening. There's one soul on earth who's, let's say, it's the male perpetrator. Right? He's the perpetrator of the rape. He has a group of emotions. Passions. Desires that have been distorted through the error beliefs that have entered him emotionally from his childhood. Then we have the, in this case we'll say, the soul of the female victim. Shall we call her a victim at this stage? The victim of the crime. She has a set of emotions, passions, desires, and many of those emotions and passions and desires are also influenced by error, right? Which causes her law of attraction. Remember, it's our soul condition that causes our law of attraction. This male, due to these emotions, believes in his heart he feels emotionally that, caught, that actually raping a woman is a justifiable thing to do. That's what he believes. He wouldn't do it if he didn't believe it. So he believes, because of the group of emotions in him, that it's justifiable to actually have sex with a woman against her will. So he has quite a lot of emotional damage, doesn't he? He doesn't believe in the law of free will, for example, does he? Because if he did, he couldn't do that. He obviously has these emotional damages. If he's he's going to rape a female, these emotional errors are related to his mother in particular or women figures in his life and his childhood. Does that make sense? Now, this female may have certain emotional errors, errors in her regarding men in her life that caused this male who is now in such a state emotionally that he is looking for the woman he can rape, on a daily basis really. And as soon as he feels it, and usually of course there is a whole group of spirits connected with this now. His law of attraction is now we've got spirits surrounding him, male spirits who are surrounding him, who also have this same belief. And by the way, there are literally millions of those in the spirit world who believe rape is justifiable. Still in the spirit world, in the hells of the spirit world, in dark places. So he, they look for a man who has the set of emotions that has the same kind of set of emotions they have towards women. Can you see that? So there's a law of attraction going on here which heightens his emotions. And he now, with their help, is looking for a woman and a situation by which they can harm the woman and rape her. So he goes ahead and once he finds that woman who has a certain set of emotional conditions in her, by the way, I'm not blaming her for that. He's the perpetrator here. He's the one acting disharmonious with love here, right? When he finds her, he will rape her for certain. right? Now, what has to happen to fix it is probably the question. Well, one thing that can help the woman fix it, if she's been raped, is to actually deal with the underlying emotional things within her that causes these spirits to identify her as a potential choice to be raped. And in there, there will be some fears that she have about men. And many of those fears will have come from her childhood. Does that make sense? And this is why many women who are raped have also had some sexual abuse in their childhood from men. Because there is a correlation between those two events that created fear in her and other emotions that she's yet to release. So she can actually work her way through the causal emotions that created the attraction. She can release that within herself and work through those emotions. And they will be related not only just to the event now, which would be a very damaging event, but also the underlying emotions. I'm talking about the childhood emotions. She needs to allow herself to actually deal with an experience. When she deals with an experience, that experience, she will no longer feel anger, resentment or anything else towards men generally or towards even the man who raped her. Now, my soulmate in the first century experienced many rapes. So, Mary has the experience. Of having to work her way through those sets of emotions. Now the man, he passes in a very, very terrible condition. Or if he's on the earth, he's in a very terrible condition. And uh, he, the only way we're going about to help him is for him, to connect him to these emotions inside of him about his mother and about women in his life, and how angry he feels and powerless he feels around women and so forth. He needs to connect with a lot of powerless emotions and grieving emotions around women. And he will need to work through every one of those emotions, plus all of the emotions related to damaging the law of free will, plus all of the pain that he created in the woman, plus all of those things. He's going to need to work through every one of those things emotionally. He can do that with God or he can do it using the law of compensation. Many of them don't do it with God for a long time. So they pass into the spirit world and for many hundreds and sometimes thousands of years, they remain in that state until they actually begin doing it with God. Is there any more you want to know about that particular scenario? Any questions?
0: It was about the abortion from the rape.
1: Alright, well you let's said, look, let's go to this person now having a child.
0: And you said that, um, to clear it, you had to, the both people had to clear it,
1: but... Well no, in this situation, He would have all of his emotions, which by the way are going to be terribly difficult and long-winded to deal with, but he won't have to deal with the fact that she had an abortion. Because that was her choice. She will need to deal with the fact that she had an abortion. And so she will need to work through the emotional fears just in the way that I've just explained in the previous set. And that will be a fear, you know, a fear that every time she looks at this child, all she remembers is the event. That's the primary reason why this lady would have an abortion. Does that make sense? The primary reason she'd have an abortion is because she's worried that every time she looks at the child, she would remember the event. She doesn't want to remember the event. So the key for her is to allow herself, because she's going to need to allow herself to remember the event. to deal with all the emotions of the event and then connect with the underlying emotions too within herself and to look at what's going on for herself in that particular situation. She will need to look at this issue of aborting a child. But again, it will be through the fear of every... It's the fear of her own emotion in the end, isn't it, that caused her to abort the child really, in the end? The fear that every time she looks at the child, all she'll see is, the event or the perpetrator. If she deals with her emotions causally, which is difficult but can, it, it can be done and, and many, many, obviously there's been many hundreds of millions, billions of women who have been raped historically. All right? and, then, and so there is lots of women in the spirit world that have dealt with these emotions. And all of them know that you can deal with these emotions. By the way, the same applies if a male's been raped, but that's not as pop, not as a common occurrence because the male has a physical body that's stronger generally. But can you see there's always these relationships between what's going on? Now, of course, from God's perspective, her, her causal emotions for aborting this child are a lot different to a couple in a loving relationship deciding to abort the child. Do you see what I'm saying? The couple in their loving relationship who decide to abort the child will have more emotions to work through about the abortion than this lady would. Can you see why? Because it, it was all imposed. You know, there's a lot of things going on in this compared to the to, to the couple who's in the loving relationship. So, so, and and the truth is that God knows every single thing, right down to the bone of it. I don't. Right? And so all I'm doing is presenting to you scenarios that I've observed in my life of different people who have had to go through these emotions. God knows each individual circumstance and situation and the individual emotions involved with every single thing. And this is why your relationship with God is of paramount importance. Because it's through that relationship everything can be healed in the most easy, most, the, the most easy ways compared to doing it all yourself.
0: I'm just wondering, say um, it was a rape situation and there was no abortion the child was born, Mm -hmm. does that child take on the soul injuries from the father and the mother? Yes. So that child would then have to work through all the the fathers?
1: Well because the father was just there in an instant, it was only the instant he was present, if conception occurred, that that, that the emotional injury would come from the father. Does that make sense? So in comparison to the emotional injuries that would come from the mother, there's a fair wide difference between the two states. So the majority of the child's emotional injuries would come from the mother and its environment. But it it would be far better if the mother could allow the child to be born and even have the child give up for adoption rather than actually terminate the child for her soul condition. And the other problem we have nowadays on earth is that we judge people terribly when mothers give up children. Right? We have this terrible judgement towards a mother giving up a child. But whose child is it again? God's child. Yeah, that's right. See, if we keep that in mind, we will no longer stop, we will stop judging mothers and start looking at this child needed, giving the best possible care that we can give it. Does that make sense? So we'll stop judging the mother, we will start actually looking at how we can help this child be loved. And if the mother says to us, I'm not capable of loving it and then two years later says, now I am, I'd be perfectly happy with that. I, you know, I wouldn't ask them to sign away their life, giving away their child, and then two years later when they feel sorry that they've done that, come back and I say to them, I'm sorry now, you can't have your child. You're like, oh, it's my child now. Now if we all had the viewpoint that this wasn't our child, would we ever get into a situation like that? No, we wouldn't, you see. I would, I would actually say to them, by all means, You know, look after your child. Have you dealt with some of these emotions though? Because they are going to affect your child. Do you know what I mean? So so the truth is with everything, is to allow yourself to deal with the emotion. In the case of uh, the child being born, then obviously yes, the mum's emotion will affect the child. So it would be very, very good if the mum's emotions could be dealt with even during her pregnancy, because that will help her a lot to, you know, that helps the child. Don't feel that you're harming your child dealing with a causal emotion during your pregnancy. You're actually harming your child when you suppress your causal emotions during your pregnancy. Because remember when you suppress all of your emotions, that's when the majority of the emotions fly out to the universe. It's When you own your emotions completely, now less of your emotions are flying out to the universe doing harm to everyone else. So the more you deal within yourself, the less damage there is to to others. Go ahead. Let's
0: ask another question. Um, just based on ancestral trauma, you know, things get passed down on a physical level. Say like a disease or a yep. You know, and I know you've talked about spirit attachments that have been with generational families for you know like diabetes and things like that. Yep. Um, because in my line of work, I, I do a lot of healing work with ancestral, releasing ancestral trauma. and yep. So when I'm going into the conception point and seeing the mother, I can actually go in and see the mother's trauma and the father's trauma. Yep. Or feel it. Why not see it, feel it. Yep. And so as I'm going through and sharing with the client all the things that come up, mm-hmm. they're going, oh my God, that's my life. I've lived that out, I've lived that out. And that's, right. that's manifesting. So as we're clearing it... <sighs> Can you clear it and then have them actually have the consciousness that that's there and then release the emotion? Not for them, but... So I guess um, what I'm trying to say, does the client have to literally go through every single emotion that they've taken on the parent or is it just enough to just have the consciousness and feel it on the table and then that's released or is it... No, I can't.
1: No. <laughs> um, however, remember the principles of grace apply to every emotion. So when the person has the desire to experience the causal emotion inside of themselves, and they ask God for God's assistance to deal with these multi-generational emotions, God can then reach in and actually, because the emotion is playing, it's a bit like this. Here's our soul. If I describe it this, here's our soul. Here's the emotion that's inside of me from my parents. Let's say it's from a mum in this case, right? Now. Now, my free will means that if I have my free will totally open and expressive, everything, as Mary said earlier, will pass through me. Does that make sense? So this emotion would already be out of me if I'd done that, if I'm exercising my free will. Now, the problem with our free will is you can think of your free will as a cap over your soul. All right? When you don't want to use your free will to do something, what you're doing is putting like a shelf on your soul, it's a shell on your emotions. Now, to, for God to reach in, you think of God's hand, if you can think of a hand reaching in to try and grip this emotion. If you've got a shell on top, what can God do now? Nothing. right? Because to do it would be to break one of her own rules, and that is, I don't want to do anything that you don't want me to do. Can you see? Right. So, So, while I'm exercising my free will, to block my relationship with God and to block the experience of this emotion, God can't actually reach in and help grab this emotion out of me. Right? But if I allow, I open up my soul and allow myself to experience the emotion, the potential of the experience even, now my soul is open and God can just, because it's flowing, God can grab it because the emotion is now flowing in me and I'm not preventing it through my own denial. So you can see very much it depends upon our will as to how fast we can release causal emotion. Another thing I need to say though is that there are two things you cannot do for another person. One of them is release their emotion. You will never, ever, ever be able to release another person's emotion. And when I say two things, like I could think of a whole list of things, but there's two primary things. And in releasing the emotion, I mean also desire. You cannot do something that someone else desires for them, so that you know they can only experience their desires. You can act on it, but you'll be doing it for emotional reasons that you're denying inside of yourself. The second thing that you will never be able to do for another person is give them God's love. So every time you know you put your hands on someone and invoke God's love to come through you into the other person, it's not God's love going through you into the other person. Because only God can connect to the person and give God's love to the person.
0: So what's actually happening? Because that's that's been a bit of a dilemma for me. Because I've you know done healing work for eight years now, and over that time kind of come through cedar healing and all the the new age stuff and found quite a lot of frustration with that because...
1: Yep. So what's going on, we want to know. Yeah. Okay, let's have a look at what's going on. Here's your soul. Here's the soul of the person you're trying to assist, right? right? So here's your soul, here's God. And surrounding you there are lots of... Spirits, right? Particularly if you're doing healing, there are lots of spirits around you surrounding your healing process. By the way, around this person there's probably some spirits as well, right? Some of them who want to help the person, other ones who perhaps want to harm the person. In each healing situation, lots of different things are going on. There might be spirits connected to the person who are actually causing the person's ailment. So if you ask them to leave or you ask God's love to enter them, that will actually ask them to leave in most cases. And so what will happen is God's love, if this person is open, can enter the person and actually help disconnect them from the spirit. Now that will look like an instantaneous healing for that person. A very successful day that day, you know. right? And so their their stuff goes away quite rapidly under those circumstances. Next week they might come along with a different problem because they haven't yet healed the emotion that caused the attraction to the spirit that was harming them. So that's a different story altogether. The other thing that's happening is when you do some healing work with the person, the spirits that are with you or with them that are in a good condition, they might not be on the divine love path, but they might be in a good condition, like one of their guides or guardians, will actually do whatever they can to help the person heal. Now if those spirits are on the divine love path, They won't do that until this person is willing to deal with the emotion. But if the spirits are on the natural love path, they will use as much of your energy as possible to do as much healing on this person. The ectoplasm of your body is used to actually work through, the spirit works through it, because you're the one with the connection that works through it. They can't often connect to this person because this person is like, you know, quite often in a sad state or whatever, and so they're not connecting that person. But usually the person who's a healer is quite a good medium, so they're basically channeling energy, healing energy, from spirits, via themselves to that person. But they're not doing it to their soul. That's the problem. They're usually doing it to their spirit, body and their physical body. Now, remember I've said that every single problem we have is caused by the souls, not the bodies. So, we can channel a lot of healing to a body, helps them for a week or two weeks or a few months, but then they say, oh, look, I'm coming back and a few months later I've really got the same problem. You know, like, I was really good for a couple of months. Right? You hear that a lot when you're doing healing. The reason why is because they're still not identifying the causal emotion. Now, a spirit on the celestial, yeah, a celestial spirit, or a spirit on the natu- on the divine love path, would actually still do that, but only if they saw a willingness in the person to deal with the emotion. So, in other words, when you're in a in a, a love state, you know when a person's got that eggshell across the top of their soul, if you like, right? And you can feel it from them. Like I can feel it from many of you when you come up to ask me a question, and I go, mm, "You don't want to deal with that." And I'll say that to you, and you say, "Yes, I do. Yes, I do." How dare you say to me, "I don't"? You know? And I say, "Well, I'm sorry, but I feel you don't." I can feel that eggshell that's on the top there. You know, whatever that eggshell is, and I'll try and encourage you to get into that one. And but a lot of times we don't want to know what that is because we're afraid or whatever, and so we don't deal with that. But when you're a spirit, you can see it. You can see it. Affecting the spirit body of the person, so you know there's resistance. Now when there's resistance like that, a natural love spirit can heal through you, as the, as the, this is the healer's soul, if you like, you're the healer. A natural love spirit can heal through you, but you're not going to heal the entire thing. You can't. Because the emotion's creating it while you're trying to undo it. Alright? And this is why a lot of people, like, who have cancers, for example, go along to a healer, get lots of healing every week, they feel better for a day or so, and then. but eventually the cancer kills them. And the reason why is because they are not dealing with the underlying emotional reasons why. And the emotional reasons are more powerful than the healing. And because the emotional reasons are more powerful than the healing, the condition degrades. So all you do is slow down the condition if you don't deal with the emotion, but you never actually heal the condition in the person. Except, of course, in the original thing that I said, if it was a spirit causing the condition, you can heal that really rapidly. And that's why you have these effects sometimes that are really rapid. Now on the divine love path, if this person has the faith to connect to God and also has the desire to experience all of their emotion, which is called humility, so they have the humility to connect to their emotion, now God can direct connect to them directly. And that's going to be a pretty powerful experience. So you've only got them on the table, they're opening up to God, they're opening up their faith that God will actually connect with them and help them here and they're humble to experience all the emotions. You can spend two minutes with them and say one word or two words or a sentence and all of a sudden they're bawling their eyes out on the table having a major causal emotional release. And that's a very powerful experience because that's really good for them. Eventually what would happen though is we want to teach them all to do it for themselves, of course. Rather than having you, but as a healer this is one of the roles you can have is it teaching people how to heal themselves. So in that situation, God is actually giving them divine love during that process directly. You have helped them by telling them the truth. Remember I've said there's three things we need to connect to God. What were they? A love for, a longing for divine love, a longing for divine truth and humility. So we've helped them come to a state of humility by talking to them about their emotion. You're allowed to have your emotion. You're allowed to experience your emotion and so forth. We've talked to them about the truth. The truth that we know our spirit friends might be telling us. Oh, in your life you were abused by your father and this is how you felt at the time. Do you remember that? that's the truth entering them, they are longing for God's love and they have faith that it's going to help heal them, they will definitely get healed from whatever that is if they do those three things. Then it's a very, very powerful experience for the person and also for the healer. It's a joyful experience because you, you can feel lots of things changing. Yeah. So the key is to change our, if we're a healer, to change our focus a little from just trying to fix the problem externally into fixing the cause of the problem so the problem can be fixed internally. And that's the powerful thing we can do as a healer. Remember that God only deals with causes. There's a law of cause and effect which I haven't discussed yet with people. God will only address causes in your soul. He doesn't address effects. So if you say to God, "Oh, please take away away this uh, malignant cancer from me, God will not do that. You try that. God won't do that for you. Many people have tried that, right, and have died with their cancer. Many religious people have tried that and died with their cancer, by the way. You know that, don't you, through your own experience and things you've heard. Why hasn't it worked? They've had faith in God. They've had the humility, maybe, to experience their emotions. But what's going on? They're not addressing the cause. You see, we've got to address the cause. We've got to be willing to address the cause, whatever that cause is. Sometimes the causes aren't too pretty. Sometimes the causes are actually, oh, wow, I've got this terrible emotion where I'd like to harm other people in me. And that might be the cause. And you've got to come to deal with that cause. Often that's the case with cancers. That's one of the causes, like a big desire to impact our life on other people. You'll see this happening a lot surrounding those kind of diseases. And so often, unless we're willing to address the causes, God can't be involved in the process. Also, because we're unwilling to address the causes, any celestial spirits or spirits on the divine love path can't be involved in the process. Because they keep their connection with God by having their harmony with all of God's laws. Does that make sense? They can't. So, the only spirits that can help in that situation are natural love spirits. And the natural love spirits don't understand the soul. right? Most of them haven't even learnt about the soul yet. They think the soul is the spirit body. So, so when you talk to many people on earth and people in the the spirits in the natural love community, I suppose you could call it, (laughs) if we can call it that, you'll find that many of them have this viewpoint that, that, oh, my spirit body is my soul. And that's why they call it the spirit. But it's not your soul. It's a completely different thing. But they believe it's the same thing. So they don't even know what the soul is, and they, therefore they don't even know what the cause, aside, so all they do is see it in the spirit body, but they don't identify with the cause emotionally in the soul. Now there's spirits who, are on the natural life path, who are starting to do that now, of course, and that's why we're getting a lot of emotional work coming into a lot of the healing now. Whereas right back in the beginning it was all sort of metaphysical work, you know, work with the spirit form. But now it's a lot more emotional. But even so, there's a lot of laws involved in terms of how powerful we can be as the healer. And if we understand them, it can work really well every time. Does that answer? Sometimes my answers seem a bit long, I know. but It's fairly concise concise enough yeah. with the uh, mediumship and healing sessions that we're doing now um, what what we'll be doing is going through in practice a lot of healing techniques in terms of what we would do in different circumstances and situations to help a person heal and using very like a lot of healers know all of the different techniques of kinesiology reflexology and all these other ologies that we have here on earth and and we can use a lot of those techniques in actually helping a person connect to God and work their way through the emotion and have faith and all those different things that are the real primary things. But down the track, once I'm in the condition and then others of the fourteen and others of, others of you are in the condition of atonement with God, you'll be healing in an entirely different manner. Um, because all those ologies you won't need anymore. Because God will be able to operate through you and you'll know exactly what to do in each situation with each person to actually help their causal emotions to be released. And so um, when we're in that state, which was the state that I demonstrated in the first century too, there'll be lots of people taking a lot more notice of the divine love path at that point.
0: Thank you for listening. The website for this show is divinetruthpodcast.wordpress.com and you can find AJ and Mary's website at Truth Their YouTube channels are Divine Truth and Divine Truth FAQ.